Okay, so have you ever began a conversation with somebody in public? You're at church, you're at work, you're in the lobby at your favorite store, and someone says something like, oh, I seen what you posted about X, Y, and Z on Facebook. Or they start telling you about how they were humored by it or what they thought about your response. That has happened to me so many times. And to be honest, sometimes it makes me really uncomfortable. And the reason why it makes me really uncomfortable is, well, one of two reasons why it makes me really uncomfortable. First of all, there's a season, there has been a season in my life when I've been less intentional about what I post. And so that leads to my second thing. I don't necessarily want to be viewed through the lens of a joke that I made or an isolated feeling or experience that I share. So you probably have had a similar experience. So today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of developing a personal brand identity and using that brand identity to drive the way that you project yourself on social media. So stay tuned for this episode. What's up, this is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. So today I want to talk about the importance of developing a brand identity that drives the way that people view you. And I thought that I would just start with how we view our own social media. I also want to be clear that I'm not talking about how you develop your reputation based on some type of Western framework where you don't want to be your true and authentic self. That's not what this is about. I'm not saying that you should hide who you are, your identity for the sake of, you know, losing out on opportunities. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we have the opportunity to develop a personal brand standard that drives how we present ourselves and the decisions that we make that lead to reputation. The first thing that's going to be really, really, really important to developing a brand standard, and I'm just going to jump ahead and say this right now, you need a set of friends that you can talk crazy to, that you can text message, that you can email, that you can call on three-way, that you can create a Zoom. Because no longer is it appropriate to assume that your social media and the tools that you use to communicate publicly with other people belong to you. Case in point, do a Google search on something, and I guarantee you that the information for which you have searched has already been sold to a third party. You'll log back onto that social media platform and pow, 
there are ads for things that you were searching for. We are not the owners of the social media platforms for which we are on. So because we are not the owners of these systems, it's really important for us to manage and to care for what we do own. So I'm going to talk about that today. I got a few tips. I got some experiences, naturally. And I even got a couple tricks that I might share with y'all. So let me tell you how this came about. Recently, I have been like really diving headfirst into improving the footprint of my podcast. And that's resulted in long sessions and long periods of time hanging out on Clubhouse. If you ain't got a iPhone, you're probably not going to know what Clubhouse is. Shame on you. Please get an iPhone. Nevertheless, so I'm spending this time on Clubhouse and I'm learning all these cool, neat tips and tools and resources to get the word out about my podcast. And I learn about TikTok and Reels and ways to promote my podcast using some of the pre-existing tools on social media. So I created a few reels that I thought were extremely funny. The response naturally was great. People said things like, wow, I never seen you in that light, or I didn't know you could dance, or very interesting, right? People were surprised at the way that I showed up because maybe they thought I was a little reserved or that I didn't talk. I'm also definitely an introvert, and so that shows up sometimes. So. To be honest, there were, however, some people who were like, this is not really you. I had some young people like, oh my gosh, like, why are you creating reels? I had some of my close friends saying, "Mm, you're creating too many reels. Maybe you need to just slow down a little bit. I had one friend who called me and was like, are you concerned about your ministry because some of your authenticity doesn't overlap well with like how you project yourself as a preacher. In fact, one of my friends was like, somebody called me and asked me if you were still a preacher. Now, y'all, first of all, let me just get this off my chest. This is going to be a longer one. I make two to three podcast episodes about Jesus a week. I be posting scriptures. I be, listen, I be doing all kinds of stuff to project my love for Jesus Christ. One thing, that does not align with what people think that preachers should be doing. And folks are just like, ah, ah, did he backslide? Like, that's crazy, right? What I do know about people is that they have higher expectations for the preacher than they have for themselves. That is not what this podcast episode is about, but I just want to let y'all know that that is a reflection that I've had this whole week, especially with the the feedback. Now, I I wasn't cussing or, or, or doing nothing crazy or anything. I was just making fun reels. Anyway, what I realized, however, is that it wasn't so much that I was doing something wrong in the eyes of other people, but I had established for myself a brand standard that people were holding me accountable to. And so when they see me doing something that was not in alignment, even if they knew me in person and knew me 
for my authentic self, they still were like, mm, I just don't think I want to see you doing that or saying that or telling a joke or doing what you do on social media. So I really had to have, um, for the lack of a better term, a come to Jesus moment with myself. I had divorced my brand standard essentially for the sake of a trend. And even though I had gained some good traction, it confused people who had this expectation based on the standard that I had created for myself. So I realized that I needed to make some decisions about how I projected myself, even in light of trends. And there's got to be a way for me to share new ventures that I'm doing in life without jumping headfirst into something that's not a reflection of who I am. So I had to think differently about my brand standard, not what other people think about my brand standard, but what I think about my brand standard and how that has to change or say the same or make some adjustments given the fact that I have a podcast, I'm a preacher, I love young people, I'm an educator, I'm into communications as a profession, so on and so forth. So I just want to really share with you about seven, like, thoughts that I have had over the last week. And it won't be long, so don't leave me soon. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you think that it's really cool and you think that somebody would benefit from listening, please, please share it with them. I would really love if you wrote a review of my podcast on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts. That would make me very happy. But if you don't get to do that, listening is enough. I really appreciate it. I appreciate when you share. I appreciate when you listen. And I also appreciate when you write a review. So let me tell you um, the seven things that I thought about with regard to establishing a brand identity on social media. I assume that every platform I'm on, and this is the truth for me, I assume that every platform that I am on and everything I share contributes to who people think I am. That's a joke. That is uh, a, a forward. That are That's things I'm tagged in. So... To me, it's really important to make decisions about what I post to ensure that there's an alignment with my calling, because my calling is first and foremost, right? Uh, the Bible talks, uh, the, the Apostle Paul, he talks a lot about um, the, 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 the overlap between our witness and our reputation, and how sometimes we have to make a sacrifice with regard to our, our reputation in order to protect our witness, and so that's essentially what I'm talking about. So before I post something and I try to do this, I have to ask myself, is this in alignment with who I am? That's important. Okay, some things are in alignment with who I am, but they're not in alignment with who I want to be. So I have to ask myself, is it in alignment with who I am? And is it in alignment with who I want to be? That's first. Secondly, I have to make adjustments to my privacy settings on social media to ensure that my brand and my reputation are not controlled by what other people post about me, right? People will tag you and stuff. I've had family members for whom I love so much who will bring an inside joke to a public arena and it will confuse people or it will position people to lose respect for you because they become even more common. So 
it's really important that I take advantage of the privacy setting because I don't want somebody to tag me in something that doesn't reflect who I am. If people can tag you in anything, then they control your reputation, period, okay? Three, I do this regularly because I don't know what headspace I'm in, right, all the time. I go back and I look at my social media from yesterday and I say, did I, is all of this reflective of who I am? Was I in the moment? Did I need to post this? Does this make sense long-term? And the really, to be honest with y'all, the reason why I started doing this is because I would look back at the memories on Facebook and be like, what was I thinking? Why did I post this? Why did people respond to this? And sometimes you will be thinking about like why people see you in a certain way. And then you can go back and view what you have posted from their lens and be like, oh, okay. That's why they, that's why they talk to me crazy because I'll be talking crazy. So you have to make adjustments, right? So I go back and review what it is that I have posted to make sure that it is in alignment with my calling and my brand standard. Number four, my personal friends and family members can become very common on social media. I'm sure your friend, your friends and family are like that too. So while they may have good intentions or they might just be sharing something funny, I am not afraid to delete a comment and follow up with them privately. I deleted this. This was between us. This is a text message. This is not a Facebook post. This is something you could have called me about. Right. Or sometimes I don't say anything. I just keep it low. Like, I don't want this is not who I am. This is not how I want to be projected. So I am not going to share it. Love you. It's not you. It's me. It's me setting a standard for myself. So you got to be able to manage your friends and your loved ones. And it's no hard feelings. Right. Because I want you to see me as authentic. I want you to feel comfortable with me. I want you to call me and talk to me. And I want us to have good conversation and stuff. But sometimes we need to leave that on the phone or in the text message. We don't need to bring that over into our social public world. So we have to manage that. Number five, I care about the quality of my photos and my graphics. I only post them when the lighting is optimal. So I'm not just posting anything. I untag myself from photos that are not flattering. If somebody takes an unflattering photo of me, I am going to untag myself. It's not you. It's your camera right? That's important to me. I'm fixing the lighting. If, if I see a photo and it's a good photo, but there's some things that are wrong with it, I'm, I'm taking it to Photoshop. I'm being honest with y'all. Because to me, that's really important. And you don't know who would view your photos. You don't know for what reason they would read your photos. So I think it's really important. Granular photos that are difficult to see, that are dark, that you're not sharing for a historical or sentimental reason, just delete them because they feed into your reputation, right? That photo that everybody can see by Googling your name should be how you want to be reflected, should be how you want to be seen. So if it's not flattering, I'm untagging myself, it's not true to me. In fact, if you won't remove it after I ask you, no matter who you are, I'm also reporting you, period. <laughs> okay, two more. So number six is I move very quickly at times and the reality with moving quickly 
is that sometimes I do not spell check in the way that I'm supposed to spell check. I have a lot of misspelling or grammar errors. And sometimes those grammar errors have been that I have like spelled out a cuss word or said something inappropriate that immediately my friends, my family and folks are inboxing me like, do you know that you forgot the R in shirt? So <laughs> I just want to let you know so that you can go and fix that. Listen, I recognize that. And so I go back and I look to make sure that I have made the appropriate, I've, I'm using the appropriate grammar, I'm using the appropriate spelling because that's important to me. And then finally, I work to ensure that my values, my calling, my affiliations are reflected in my presentation. I want people to know what I care about, right? I want people to know what I care about beyond or before they know what I'm doing. Right. And I think that sometimes we use our social media to project what we're doing rather than what we care about. And you can definitely be doing things that don't necessarily reflect your value and over post about them. Case in point, I like to travel. I like to eat. And so usually when I am somewhere, I, when I think about posting, I'm eating. So I post food right? Well, that's not why I like to travel. I like to travel because I love driving. I love listening to um, ebooks on Audible. I love um, uh, seeing new things. And so rather than just always projecting what I ate, I need to also be projecting what I see and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Otherwise, people will be like, well, you're fat and you're always eating. They don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Anyway, I think ultimately, and I think it's true, that we should not be building a whole social media platform and system for the sake of other people and trying to protect our reputation and trying to be seen in a certain way. I agree with that. I, you get no argument from me. But I think it's really important for you to look at your body of work when it comes to your social media profile and ask yourself, am I proud of this? I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is morbid, but I'm going to say it anyway. When people die, I have the tendency to go look at their whole social media platform. I want to know what they posted last. I want to know what they were doing in their last couple of days. I want to know what they cared about. I want to know if what is going to be in their obituary is reflected in what they were doing, who they were talking about, et cetera. And so to me, that's really important. And I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I mean, I'm, if, if God takes me, I want to be ready. But ultimately, I don't know when I'm going. I don't have control over when that time is necessarily. And so it's really important for me to make sure that what I post is reflecting of who I am and that nobody has to be like, well, that was his last post or that's what he said, but that's not who he is, right? And so let's um, focus on building a brand identity, a personal brand standard that has nothing to do with other people, but everything to do with who you want to be. Let me just say a quick prayer. Father God, we thank you, God, that you have given us technology and social media and the opportunity, Father God, to project who we are and who you have made us. Your word says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so, Father God, we thank you that you have given us the opportunity to share who we are and to be most authentic in spaces online. God, we ask, God, that we would, number one, project you in the greatest light. Number two, Father God, we pray, God, that, you would, that, that we would be able to project who you made us to be, Father God, the best of ourselves, God, to those who are viewing us, Father God. We pray, God, that we would take serious the, the commandment, Father God, 
the opportunity that you give us to let our light so shine that men might see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. God, we thank you for purpose. We thank you for drive. We thank you for intuition. We thank you for thoughts. We thank you for the opportunity to share information. And we ask God that you would help us to do that wisely and judiciously and in fun and excitement. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank y'all. Were you blessed by this episode? Do you think it would bless someone else? It would really bless me if you share this episode with someone who you know needs assurance of God's promises. Also, I love it if you subscribe to my podcast, Season with Salt, and wrote a review. This helps us to spread the gospel even farther through podcasting. Thank you so much for listening. And remember what God's word says in Colossians 4 and 6. Let your word be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Have a great week.